You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, everybody? This is Purple Daily's Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce, former Powder Puff uh, football champion usually covering the Minnesota Wild for NHL.com and Bar Down Beauty is now taking on the Minnesota Vikings, loving the winning, loving all that comes with it. He's Thor Nystrom. He also loves winning. He's uh, winning money very often on Fantasy Pros. Uh, and then over here, we got Ross Brendel. Ross, our producer, uh, why do you love the Minnesota Vikings? I love the pain of being a Vikings fan because it lets me know I'm still alive. And I want to dovetail off of what you said. If you're going to throw around your powder puff success, I'm going to let everybody know I have pretty much reclamated every organization in Madden football every year. Trade your best players, get a bunch of draft picks. You'll become an instant dynasty. That is my recommendation for the day. I mean, do we need to go tech mobile too? Do we, should we talk about that and how freshman year I brought that with me to college and just absolutely dominated every man on my floor, including the Iowa State Cyclone football team? So just throwing it out there, you, all around. You brought tech mobile to college. What are you, sixty-two? Yeah. How old are you? I'm very old. I, very I like old. that move. <laughs> and th- th- then I'm going to talk about NCA fourteen if we're going down <laughs> the, the football video game route. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I run my teams like Cliff Kingsbury runs his, I only recruit wide receivers and quarterbacks Ooh. and the rest of the roster can go to hell. Yeah. There you go. Thor, bring yeah. it in that segue, which I very much appreciate Cliff well Kingsbury, Cliff and the Arizona Cardinals coming to Minnesota this Sunday as the Minnesota Vikings return from their bye week Cardinals, a mediocre three and four against your Minnesota Vikings who are still five and one love to hear it. Uh, you guys, Good matchup, decent matchup. DeAndre Hopkins back had a good on his showing back from that uh, suspension. So that's a threat. And Kyler Murray is a threat. We know how Minnesota does against dual quarterbacks like Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray, the fantasy football quarterback for Jesse Pierce's fantasy football team. Ross, it is- Obligatory fantasy football mention. So while I would like him to get me the points in this week's fantasy football, I also obviously want to see the Vikings win. But back to Murray, he is a running quarterback. Um, he's got, as I mentioned, Hopkins along with some other wide receiver uh, weapons. Currently ninth in passing yards in the NFL with a th- 1,667 yards, and he's eight for 32 on the season, about 25%. Um, you know, what do you guys think about Kyler? How is the Minnesota Vikings going to do against him uh, to start? Are they going to be able to keep him from running the ball, and are they going to be able to shut down some of those other offensive threats that uh, the Cardinals are bringing for for a bad team this is sort of a scary matchup for the Vikings because the Cardinals can do some things that can be problematic for the Vikings you're talking about Kyler Murray here's the Vikings pass defense stats 30 second dead last in explosive pass rate against 28 in passing yards per game 30 second in DVOA against short passing now you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins is back now of course they lost Hollywood Brown but they also got Robbie Anderson via trade 
Yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins went nuts last week in his first game back. They're going to be targeting him a ton again. That Like the target share he had last week against the Saints was ridiculous. Robbie Anderson didn't get involved quite as much. And it was interesting, and this is something to look out for on Sunday. Cliff Kingsbury was playing DeAndre Hopkins predominantly in the slot in that game, mm-hmm. more than he's played in the slot his entire career. Rondale Moore is, you know, typically their slot guy. They also were playing Robbie Anderson in the slot. Are we going to get, you know, is Cliff going to try to put DeAndre Hopkins in the slot again to try to isolate him against Chandon Sullivan? Chandon Sullivan's coverage rate this year is absolutely terrible. Are you going to try to do that, or are you going to move him back outside and then have Ron Dale and and Robbie Anderson mix in the slot? Something to watch for. Well, and that brings it to our first, they said it, Clingsbury said, I think as we are going to get Hop and Robbie adjusted and get some of these other pieces back that we have a chance to hit our stride and I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think I've said all along, if we have a true number one wideout and he goes away, numbers are going to be affected. I don't care who you are in the league. You can look across the board. When that happens, that scenario, it's going to be different. It's going to look different. And I think a lot of that has to do with that. And we'll see if I'm right. So you're absolutely right, Thor. I mean, they did, they moved around. DeAndre Hopkins to kind of see where he would be most effective. And you'd mentioned Robbie Anderson newly acquired after his little tiff and tat out in Carolina. Right. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Those are the two guys that you do have to cover. Uh, Ross, what do you think? What's uh what's your take on, you know, is, is it more imperative that they really, obviously if you limit Murray in any aspect, that's going to help. But I mean, what's the number one thing that the Minnesota Vikings defense, which as we've talked about has been shaky at best of times, um, what's the number one thing that they're going to have to focus on to get a victory against Arizona? You know, I think overall, just looking from 50,000 feet down, this is a good show me game for the Minnesota Vikings and Ed Donatel. You've had two weeks off to maybe make some tweaks, get some things straight. Even looking at Arizona a little bit earlier, you can get into that prep a little bit earlier, which I think hopefully will help them. It's very interesting when you talk about Robbie Anderson, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, still a freak, huge target. The Vikings have had trouble with receivers this year. We've alluded to it many times already on this edition of Before We Die, the Vikings and running quarterbacks. Even though the Vikings didn't lose the game, I still have awful nightmares of Zadarius Smith trying to track down Justin Fields, who just went right around him and ran on that big, long run for the Bears, a part of the reason why the Bears stayed in that game. It's a show-me game for the Minnesota Vikings. This is a pretty good offense. I mean, I don't want to oversell it, but it's definitely a challenge for them. And it is at home. You should win this game. If you Mm -hmm. want to get to where the Vikings want to go, whether you win by three or 30, that's first and foremost. You got to win the game. But eventually, you have to start getting to the point where, not even for the fans, the team needs to feel good about their defense. And you can do that by taking on a team that has some weapons and maybe making a play here or there, forcing a couple of turnovers, maybe holding them to 20 or less points, 17 or less points. I think the most most important thing to take out of this upcoming game on Sunday is what does the defense look like? And honestly, you said, what's the one thing the Vikings need to do? I can't tell you what it is because I don't 100% believe in the right. covered scheme of the defense. Mm-hmm. But what what I can tell you is no matter what the scheme is and no matter what the game plan is, I think you'd like to see it look better than it has in most of the games this year, aside from the Miami Dolphins game. But let's be honest, the Miami Dolphins game, you were playing a couple of different quarterbacks who don't have at least a ton of great recent experience. So again, I'll wrap it up. 
It's a show me game. Do something, win it comfortably, and feel pretty good about yourselves. Beating a team that right now is in the playoff mix. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals are in the playoff mix. It would be a nice win to beat them at home. Well, and the Vikings defense sticking on this point just for just a smidge longer here, you guys. They're fifth in points allowed, 14th in yards allowed, so plenty of room for improvement from this Minnesota Vikings defense. I'm going to be looking at Daniil Hunter personally, right? He's had a couple weeks now. He's really struggled with moving to this new 3-4, right? And I think that's to be expected. But do you think Daniil has the opportunity to really kind of step up, have figured this out. I mean, his last game against the Dolphins was his best statistically with six pressures and a sack. Do you think you see another step from Daniil who, I mean, if he can do that, I think the defense takes a ginormous step forward as well. Hopefully. Yeah. And, and he played much better in the, the last game, the Dolphins game. Um, and so hopefully we see more of that. This one though, Kyler's so dangerous. The, the edge rushers, they can't just pin their ears back and, and come with reckless abandon because you have to keep the containment. You know, Ross was mentioning the, the Justin Fields thing, running around the, the outside edge rushers. That's the thing that you're concerned about with Kyler Murray. The Cardinals, they're decent at pass blocking. What they're terrible at is, is run blocking. And a lot of the usage for that goes to ends up going to Kyler on these scrambles. But yeah, I mean, this again, you you cannot allow Kyler Murray to break containment. You also don't want him sitting back there for 12 seconds like that one two-point conversion play he had earlier this season. Right. You don't want that either, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it has to be some sort of mix between the two. Exactly. Well, and I think you're also looking for a huge game out of Cam Dantzler. We had talked about DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. I think that's going to be his main assignment. And Dantzler has been nothing short of phenomenal this year right I think everybody's so excited about what he's been able to do so far this year I mean the Vikings spent a uh, top 100 draft pick on this cornerback so do you think Dantzler's up for that task to stop DeAndre Hopkins who has been reigning terror against the opposition for for quite a few seasons now I hope so he, he's their best shot right like to, to to potentially shut him down but only if Hop see this is more on the Kingsbury side is Kingsbury going to put him on the boundary this time after he surprisingly mostly used him in the slot last game, especially when you have Shannon Sullivan in the slot, a guy that you think you could expose. <laughs> the Cardinals need to manufacture some offense here. And certainly Kingsbury is going to be looking at the tape like, here's a couple holes that we can, or weaknesses on the Vikings defense that we can exploit. That's what I'm most interested to see. And then does Shannon Sullivan get help if, if, if yeah. he's isolated against DeAndre Hopkins? But absolutely, uh, Dantzler and Peterson need to have great games too. Because if the Cardinals are going to upset the Vikings, it's going to need to come through the air. And Patrick you know, Peterson, I mean, can we just still like a round of applause for what he's been able to do? I think he certainly has surprised me. And I think he's surprised even the better football minds than myself, like you Thor shaking your head. I mean, are you surprised at how well Patrick Peterson has performed this season? Um, yes and no. The, I, he, he's played above my expectations in the lesser matchups, I guess I would say. I, I don't want to yeah. crap on his season because he has exceeded my expectations so far. That when he's played against the better receivers, that's where he struggled a little bit, which makes this a, a prime matchup for him. Yeah, I think I one thing it. when we when we talk about the game on Sunday that I don't think we pay enough attention to is how important a quick start's going to be for the Vikings, whether that is kicking the ball off, stopping the Cardinals on three and out, or getting them to stall out early and then going down the field and putting points on the board, or the other way, getting the ball to start the game, going down the field, scoring a touchdown and then immediately stopping the Cardinals. Get that crowd in the game. Get them loud. Get them obnoxious and make it a lot more difficult on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I think one thing that happened in the Bears game is the Vikings lead got so comfortable that the fans kind of maybe rested a little bit, and then they got on edge when the Bears started making Are you making blaming the fans for that? 
whatever whatever I, that was look, against Chicago. I don't, that don't want to get in trouble with Chris Boyd. I really don't. So comments, I, I'm not... guys. Comments. Come for him. He's <laughs> no, I'm already going to get all. in trouble from Chandon, so we're all <laughs> in trouble today. <laughs> I'm just saying, start fast. Keep the crowd engaged. Look, you have a tremendous home field advantage at U.S. Bank Stadium. Not every team in the NFL has the advantage that you have, so it's one other thing you need to be using, but it's not going to matter if you don't get off to good starts and give the fans reasons to cheer and stay in the game. Pounce on them early and bury them early. Let's cruise to victory for a change. Would be nice. Uh, Sticking to the offensive side of the ball now, Adam Thielen, no longer a top two receiver on the team. Is that a quiet, like we're questioning this, right? 37th in receptions, 59th in receiving yards, 284, uh, 85th in yards per catch at just 9.8 and just two touchdowns through six games. I, you know what? I will take some responsibility for this accountability. If you will, you because when this. I was on, write that down. I projected like four touchdowns for Thielen against, I think it was Chicago. And he's kind of, yeah, been quiet ever since. And yeah, what's wrong with Thielen? I mean, is it a I'll spell the name correctly? Too. That would be good too. You know, I before E, all that stuff, but uh, it's fine. Ross. Uh, it's a typo. It happens. It Come happens. on. Just blast uh, me in the comments. I'm I mean, okay I probably would have ignored it until you, you drew attention to it. So everybody's looking at it now. Uh, <laughs> you guys, are we worried about the, I mean, again, we all know what he's capable of. We all know what he brings to this Minnesota Vikings offense. And, and again, he's, he's solid. But as Ross pointed out before the show, when you look at those numbers, you're like, huh? It's actually, and that's the same with the Vikings across the board. They, their numbers for a five one team look a little bit like, huh? I mean, Tylen now looks even better than Thielen. Oh my goodness. I quit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. We need, this is why we need Dex as the producer. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Adam you know, Thielen. I'll, I'll, you Adam know, Thielen, gonna, however you spell it, what are our thoughts on? on I'm going to put uh, myself in the penalty box. What are, what are your thoughts on Mr. Minnesota, if you will? Uh, well, I mean, you know, he, yes, he's not the primary receiver anymore, but I don't think he's like, you know, isolation as a wide receiver too, mm-hmm. like playing below expectation. I mean, his, he, right now he has the 44th grade on PFF among NFL wide receivers, which is sort of decent for, for a second guy. I do think the Vikings could use another receiver to work in there because Thielen, I mean, he's benefiting from the single coverage. He's gifted from Justin Jefferson, as is Irv when he's on the field for passing downs, as is KJ Jefferson or uh, KJ Osborne, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I do think you could use the perhaps Odell Beckham, uh, use another guy to <laughs> potentially th- that can consistently beat single coverage. But Thielen's done okay. I mean, is he blowing the world up? You know, up or no? He's not, but. Um, he, I think he's been okay for where he is right now at 32. We we couldn't expect him to be the player he was in his mid 20s. Is you know the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean you want that, right? We all want to still be. I still feel 22. Shout out Taylor Swift uh, for that. Uh, you know, going to the Arizona Cardinals defensive side, second year Arizona Arizona cornerback Marco Wilson won NFC Defensive Player of the Week uh, after he contributed a pick six and more in their Thursday night win against the New Orleans Saints. How do we expect him to do? I mean, is is he going to be expected to shut down JJ? Is he going to? What are we What are we going to see out of Marco Wilson? And is he as big of a threat uh, as we perceived, or was that just a good showing? against the Saints. I'm happy that Marco Wilson could now be known for something outside of losing his team a game in college when he threw a shoe. Because <laughs> uh, that's what happened with when they were playing LSU. So I'm, I'm good, good for Marco. Uh, who you know, throws he, a shoe? Who throws Honestly. a shoe? 
He literally just chucked a shoe like 40 yards and gave up a penalty, and then they were able to kick the game-winning field goal. Does he have to do an online remedial course to talk about how you don't throw a shoe and then maybe his fine will be reduced? His coach was Dan Bullen, so I don't think he was probably talked to at all. Uh, Dan (laughs) Bullen at that time was was starting to check out. Um, But no, like, the the, you know, I was talking about how I'm sort of scared about the the matchup of the the Cardinals offense against the Vikings defense just because I think they can do a couple things that will give the Vikings trouble. But Mm -hmm. this is an awesome matchup for the Vikings offense, a really, really good one. A uh, couple, at least PFF stats for you guys. They they rank, the Cardinals rank 30th in coverage grade. They rank 29th in pass rush. And I'll get back to that in a second. And they rank 28th in tackling rate. If you can get those guys into space with the ball in your hands, there's a decent shot you're going to make a play. The, mm-hmm. You know, the, the yak yardage will be there. The thing I wanted to say about the, the pass rush, and this is where it's going to get interesting. Kirk Cousins has been solid this year when he's not blitzed and when he's not under pressure. He's been really good in the clean pockets, but the, the other two, his his accuracy has ticked way down. I think he's 30th in accuracy mark against pressure this year. The Cardinals don't generate a ton of pressure, or they haven't at least to this point, even though they're one of the most blitz-happy teams in the entire NFL, they send the heat, but often it doesn't get there. If, they, if, if the Vikings offensive line can hold up against that heat and maybe you know, the coaching staff figuring out some way to help them keep a guy back. Like uh, a couple games ago, the passing game didn't get going until they started playing C.J. Ham, And it's not because C.J. Ham was winning downfield. It's because he was helping out the pass pro so much that Cousins was, was able to sit back there and let the, the routes develop. Something like that potentially to address the, the Cardinals' blitz. But this is a big game for the Vikings' offensive line. If they can hold up and give Cousins the, the time he needs – the Vikings receivers are going to destroy the Cardinals downfield because they're not going to have the guys back there. It's not the way that they play Mm -hmm. defense. This isn't the kind of team that can devote two guys to Jefferson because they're already devoting that to the blitz. That's spot on. Like absolutely took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Do we think this setting up? Sorry, very quickly. I just have to get this shot in there. Is that setting up the CJ ham sneak out of the backfield 40 yard (laughs) fly pattern touchdown that the Vikings love to try so much? Yeah. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, I mean, because you could sort of lull him to sleep by just having him do the pass pro thing, which, by the way, he's great at. Probably the mm-hmm. best back on the team in in terms of that. But, yeah, if if later on in the game you leak him out, you know, he starts blocking, then you leak him out, do a little wheel rod down the sideline or something like that, I'd love it. It is the I holiday mean, season. Tis the season for ham. the season <laughs> for ham. Beautiful. Do we think, then, because you're going to be able to utilize your normal number one weapons – do you think Irv Smith Jr. is going to see much, right? He's put together such a great string of games as of late, and you love to see it, and he's been a very important cog in the passing attack. Is he going to see as much attention um, and get as many looks as we've seen as of late? This is the most ideal matchup for Irv Smith that he will have all season, I think. This is from my my friend and colleague, Derek Brown, at Fantasy Pros, the the Cardinals are 28th in DVOA against opposing tight ends. They give up the fourth highest catch rate to opposing tight ends. The Cardinals give up the most receiving yards per game to opposing tight ends. They give up the most receptions per game to opposing tight ends. And they give up the second most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Irv Smith was already 10th in red zone targets for all NFL tight ends. You're going to see him targeted, I, I think, quite a bit here, especially, you know, in those instances where the, where the blitz gets there, you know, like in his home. I, I think Irv is going to be the outlet when Cousins doesn't have the, the time to allow the routes downfield to develop. 
Awesome. Love to hear it. Love good things happening for Irv Smith Jr. and the Minnesota Vikings. Before we get into Thor's Hammers, that's my own little thing, and comments from YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, I want to bring up, obviously, the deadline, which happens on Tuesday. We will have a Monday episode, but say you have no cap space. You get to do whatever you want. Who are you getting and why? Oh, what? Just We can just steal a player from another can, team? Yeah, any player. Oh, I would... I think I would. Uh, I think I might steal Darius Slay from the Lions. Oh, I, I I was very upset with him with what he was doing with Jefferson. I'd rather have him on our side. Just to go a complete, yeah. Well, especially because I think defense really could. That would be a huge boost. You'd love to see it. We we need some quarterback help. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna get in trouble here. I Uh-oh. know it. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, blast me in the comments. I can have one player, any player, correct? Any yes, player. any player, any player. Why wouldn't you take Patrick Mahomes? You're going to the NFC Championship game every year for the next seven to ten years if you have Patrick Mahomes. Kirk, you're doing a good job this year. You're clutch, Kirk. I get it. But if I can have Patrick Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes for the next seven to ten years, and not Patrick Mahomes, the former Twins pitcher and his father, Patrick (laughs) Mahomes Jr., the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, that's who I would take at the I mean, do you need a line. Travis Kelsey to pair with that, though? Like, do you think you need to have the bull? I mean, just oh, you got Irv Smith. Patrick you Mahomes just said you got did, Irv Smith. Did you guys? I read something the other day where he went out to eat in Kansas City and him and his, I don't know if she's fiance, wife now, whatever they were eating. And like everybody obviously knew who he was, right? Very recognizable person. And nobody bothered him. Let him have dinner or whatever. And so as he was leaving, he like turned around and he just said, thank you guys very much for letting me like enjoy my meal. Right. And then he paid for the entire restaurant's meals and stuff like that. Like just such a, yeah, just such a like cool dude. It seems like a very nice person. I would say either Mahomes, I was going to say Mahomes, but since you took him, Josh Allen, I mean, I would take Josh Allen too. I think he's, he's sound. I like that. Why not? We don't need to upgrade at the quarterback position. We need need upgrades at the cornerback and inline tight end. In seven to ten years, Kirk Cousins is no longer playing in the NFL. Both (laughs) Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will still be competing at a high level. This is true. And Nick Mullins will be the NFL MVP. Ross and Jesse (laughs) won Thor zero in this little game. Sing. Uh, Speaking of Jesse winning and beating Thor, Thor's hammers. Let's have it. Yeah, before we get to Thor's Hammers very quickly, let me remind all of the college football fans here in the great state of Minnesota, you do not need to head down to Huntington Bank Stadium and watch the Gophers grind it out against Rutgers or even potentially lose to Rutgers. You can head over to O'Shaughnessy Field in St. Paul and watch St. Thomas at home this Saturday take on the University of San Diego, formerly coached by years ago by who, Thor? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, that's right. 12 noon at O'Shaughnessy Stadium, the Tommies 4-0 in Pioneer League play, pushing for a conference championship in just year two of D football. Tickets are only $15. Go to TommySports.com. That's TommySports.com to buy your tickets today. Thor's Hammers. That actually sounded fun, but let's let's get to, th- to Thor's Hammers. First, so, before we do, can you just, yes. just a reminder of the leaderboard? Oh, I, I was going to just zoom right by that. I Thanks know you for, were. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, last week, the, we all know that the most recent results are the most important. Thor went two and two. <laughs> Jesse and Ross went one and three. Um, as far as overall, which aren't quite as statistically significant, Jesse leads <laughs> at 15 and 12 for the season. I am 13 and four. 
and Ross is is making us feel good, and he's getting our egos up by going so by taking one for the team and going nine and eight. So rig system, I'm not talking about it. Also, yes, per some of our YouTube commenters, I will put together a nice graphic and start posting it. However, Thor and I need to get on the same page of what the actual stats look like. So no, we'll have a always rises we'll have, to the top, baby. We'll have a post show meeting. We'll talk about it and we'll figure it out. What do you got, Thor, this week? Give us three or four. Okay. The the first one we're gonna do today is the Kirk Cousins over under passing yards. It's been set at 272 and a half. Jesse, we'll start with you. Over. You're gonna go over, okay? On 272 and a half. Ross, over or under? You know, I really like the under, but I still am not convinced the defense will hold Arizona enough to let Kirk Cousins get to 200, 225 yards and call it a day. So I I think I got to go over. You're going over. Okay. I'm going to lean ever so slightly under for a couple different reasons. Number one, I I think the Vikings win a a close game here. You could see more running in in the second half. Cousins to this point is averaging 250.3 passing yards per game which is 22 i guess under this number um the cardinals coverage though is not very good and we mentioned the whole blitz thing how how cousins responds to that is probably going to inform whether he goes over or under and along with the game script but i'm going to shade it under next one justin jefferson over under 101.5 receiving yards against the cardinals jesse over or under over yeah, I think right. you got to go over. If I'm going to say he's going to roughly throw for 275 right. yards, that's got to come from somebody. So I'll go over. I'm going to go over on this one as well. Uh, Jefferson's just absolutely been a monster, been targeted 63 times already. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over on that one as well. Next one for the opponent, uh, Kyler Murray. We've talked plenty about him in this episode. 257.5 passing yards over or under Jesse. I mean, my fantasy football heart is telling me go over, baby. Let's go. I'm gonna say under, though. You're gonna say you're gonna say under. I'm also mm-hmm. gonna give you this obligatory fantasy football mention. I do like. I want to. I want to say over. Like, give me those points. But I just, I've been so disappointed by him. I, I think I'll take the under, not because I don't believe in him as a passer with those weapons, but it's because I believe in him as a runner. He's gonna pick up some yards on the ground. So I'll yeah. go under. There you go. He definitely will. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just shade it over because the, the Cardinals have had that reinforced wide receiving core, getting Hopkins back, getting Robbie Anderson, et cetera. And the Vikings have the problem both with the allowing completions underneath and also getting beaten for the long ones. So I'm, I, you know, I'm going to lean with the over, especially because I think that the Cardinals might be having to play from behind a little bit at the end of that game. Um, last two for you, which I'm going to couple into one. It, it's just the, the game odds. Vikings minus three and a half. And also the over-under of this game is 49. So I want the spread prediction, and I want the over-under at 49. Jesse, we'll start with you. You said minus three or three and a half? The Vikings are minus three and a half against the Cardinals Sunday. Over. Wait, so, wait. wait, so sorry. So so the over-under is 49 wait, points. Oh, 40, yes, okay. And You're so going to well, go over on that? Yes. Okay, you're going to go over, and then the, the game result of Vikings minus three and a half, you're taking the Vikings or the Cardinals? I'm taking yep. the Vikings. Yep, so you're, yep, so you're oh, asking sorry. for both. I see yes, what you sorry. did there. Asking for, uh, my bad. No, no, not not, not no, bad. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Russ, we, we do what, that what an awful face? lot when Thor talks. We don't pay attention. <laughs> I will take the Vikings to cover that because I think eventually they're going to hopefully cruise to a victory. Yes, hopefully it'll yeah. be this Sunday, so I'll take them to cover that. 
Yeah, uh, that number's tough. It is tough. I'll go. Wow. I shouldn't put this much thought into it. I'll go. I'll go over. I'll go over. Okay. I'm going to agree with you guys on the point total, and I'm I'm going to go over, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover, but the Vikings still win. So I'm going to go like a Vikings okay. three-point win or whatever. The, you know, as far as the point total goes, and Jesse, I think you were saying, you know, it felt a little bit low. I, I actually agree with that. This is the fastest tempo, it, or it projects to be, the fastest tempo game in the entire NFL this week. The Cardinals are fifth in neutral pace. The Vikings are eighth. It's the only game in the NFL between two top eight uh, neutral tempo teams this week. I, so, and, and we mentioned how well both offenses match up against the defenses. I'm going over. Let's whip through some comments from YouTube here. How about that? Let's do it. Comments from YouTube. I think that's my favorite one. I love the way they say YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's start with this one. This comment comes from EBO203. I believe I was reading that correct. I still love from my stepdad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is this your actual stepdad? No, it is not in this case. Any other year, I think we're more than one piece away from a Super Bowl caliber team. But the majority of teams have been so underwhelming so far this year that maybe it's worth adding a piece or two and going for it. That from EBO203. So my question is simply off of that comment, are the Vikings closer to representing the NFC in the Super Bowl than maybe a lot of us might think? I mean, I feel like you have a lot of people that, th- I mean, Thor for one, right? Thinks that that's that why is, he cracked that yeah. smile right away. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I do agree. However, with like, for sure they're close. I mean, they are closer. They are only maybe one or two pieces. We talked about this in Monday's episode where it's like, come the trade deadline. If you think you're only one or two go for broke, right? Like go get that piece that you need. Um, and you're right. Usually Minnesota teams in general across the board are more than one or two pieces away. So closer than I would think. No. Cause I feel like I, you do have high expectations on this team now at this juncture. Do I have high expectations? No, because I'm a Minnesota sports fan constantly hurt. So my bar is always on the ground and it's going to blow up in my face. But um, no, I mean, I think, the way other teams are performing exactly like he had EBO 203 had said um, it gives them a, a higher leg up than most other teams. So I didn't really, I just danced around that question. Didn't I? Oh, yeah, okay. I think, I think expectations are high. So I don't think that that's surprising, but yes, maybe they are closer than I personally would expect. Talk to me, Jesse, when you're ready to run for public office <laughs> Thor, your thoughts, I would say I, I'm trying to remember the way the question was worded, but I, I, I think they, I think the Vikings have a better shot to win the Super Bowl. Yes. than most Minnesotans believe, because I think most Minnesotans are just ready to be hurt. And even when the, this team is winning, it's like, Oh, well, we're just going to get upset in the playoffs, whatever. Like you're sort of bracing for that right now. The updated lines are the Vikings are 16 to one to win the Super Bowl this year. And it keeps plummeting down, 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 down. I'll take a one in 16 shot for that, <laughs> for, for the before we die. We'll get it before we die. One in 16 shot. And again, that, that, that thing is going to be dropping even more if they beat the Cardinals. So I, I do think there's a better shot they win than, than most Minnesotans would think. But that's just because they've been hurt so many times. Mm-hmm. I need to see it just a bit more this season. I, I know the NFL has been weird this year and most games have been really close. But for me to really start buying in for – 
that eventual heartbreak, or maybe not, maybe this is the year before we die. I need to start seeing you separate yourself from that pack a little bit. Mm -hmm. At least that's what this guy thinks. <laughs> okay. Comment number two from Slowpoke. Love the name on YouTube. Slowpoke. Hate to say it, but Rogers is still the best. This harkens back to our last podcast. Just imagine Rogers as Minnesota's QB1. Rogers can move and make decisions on the fly. Kirk can't. Off of that, my question to you two. Kirk can't make decisions on the fly? Is that fair or unfair? Oh, go. go ahead, Jesse. No, you go first, though. Well, I was just going to say, statistically this year, it is fair. You know, I was talking about the discrepancy between Cousins in a clean pocket and when he's under duress this year or even just blitzed. Um, there's a, a very big discrepancy there. It's one of the biggest in the entire NFL. I, I'm not going to say categorically that Kirk can't make, uh, you know, like decisions on the move, whatever, but his accuracy has ticked down this year. But we've seen him in the past be able to hold up under pressure, but certainly that part of Rodgers' game, you would consider it better than Cousins'. I mean, I would say it's fair. I think you're seeing Cousins get better in general at thinking on the fly. Again, he's getting that confidence, getting that little bit of that swagger going this season. So I think he's improving that aspect of his game. But I mean, I think that's spot on. I've said, and we've said that on this podcast before, not because I'm a Packers fan, but because I think Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback. I mean, he has that advantage over Kirk for sure. Aaron Rodgers would love to play on this team. Getting the receivers would be like manna from heaven for that guy, for what he's had these, these last several years, especially this year. Yeah. You need to throw to Justin Jefferson for sure. Well, I think what he'll need to do is he needs to force a trade to an East Coast team, play there for a year, retire, and then if Kirk Cousins is done in Minnesota, then he needs to end his retirement and come to the Vikings. That's that's how it will be done. I, I, seem, to, I seem to think that's maybe been done before. There might be a blueprint <laughs> for that. There just might be. And Adam Thielen went to college of Minnesota, too. No yeah, way. Ryan Wright, 6'3", 235. Is that Bigger than Bursage coming out. <laughs> Paul Horner, our final comment from YouTube. Pumpkin spice equals good. Yep. Eggnog equals gross. Yep. Peppermint equals, I actually love peppermint bark during Xmas season. Looking forward to it. So I don't want to settle the eggnog or the pumpkin spice. I don't want to go backwards. I only want to go forwards. Your thoughts on peppermint the holiday season. Is, I is hate it... it. I hate the smell. <laughs> I hate everything about it. It is like candy canes. No, unless it's like a lifesaver candy. I have very serious feelings about that. I couldn't even finish it. No, couldn't even it's, finish the question. it's awful. I gag. Like it's the worst. <laughs> I don't like it anywhere near anything of mine. It's my le like the ugh, terrible. This In case you guys didn't know, I don't like it. This commenter, he's great. Like, he, he knows what he's talking about. And the, I, I would carve out a similar exception for the peppermint bark. I'm, I don't like most of the peppermint-infused things. I'll take a couple peppermint barks on Christmas Eve night with the family around the fire, for sure. My dad's, uh, like, go-to is, like, he'll be like, oh, do you want a shot of peppermint schnapps? I'm like, God, no. That sounds Oh, that, 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 that's a yes. Oh, like, a little a yes pepper. Over oh, no. a little peppermint schnapps and yeah, a hot chocolate when you're checking out the Yeah, what's Christmas wrong with that? Night? Yeah, what's wrong no. with Jesse? Oh, no. Jesse, come on. That's another oh, bad take. man. Well, I, I'm, I'm not a 60-year-old man, I guess. Maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> Whoa. I feel what's like wrong? That's, a, that's a thing. What's wrong with 60-year-old men? Nothing. Yeah. I know I'm sure a lot. Nothing. Peppermint schnapps. What's wrong <laughs> with I love peppermint schnapps, yeah. Oh, well, you know, let's, let's get out of here. But before we do that. Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. Yeah, let's. <laughs>
Do you want me to hop in first? Okay, let's have Ross kick it off uh, before we die. Uh, this week's, as we do every single week, our predictions kind of fun before we die, whether they're football related or elsewhere. Ross, what do you got for us this week? So before we die, I'm going to stick with the theme of the show. The Minnesota Vikings are at least going to go back to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to quantify this. They're going to go back to the Super Bowl in this decade. So by 2029, the Vikings are going to go back to the Super Bowl. And I've always said this, the Vikings are going to go to a Super Bowl in a year. You don't expect them to go to the Super Bowl. That's just how it's going to be. This year might be the year. I'm not willing to say that. But what I am willing to say is the Vikings, before I die, will appear in the Super Bowl in this decade. Assuming I'm still alive at 2020, in 2029, it's going to happen. Mm. I believe in the brain trust here. I do. Love it. All right, well, mine, it's for our boy Ebo. They, they wrote the question, Ebo 30 or whatever. Yeah. The Vikings will make a trade before this trade deadline and before Ooh. we die. There, there, there will be at least one trade and perhaps another big transaction as well through the, the free agency route. Oh, but I, I, oh, I do think we're getting a trade. All right. I was going to, because I find it still, I already dropped it a little bit, that Delvin Cook has to take an online course about how not to throw a football. Oh, how stupid was that, by the way? That was so dumb. Into the stands of Miami. So my before we die is Thor's going to have to take an online course about how not to throw um, the Iowa State Cyclones under the bus, and that's what Whoa. we're going to do. For I was only that. throwing the refs under the bus for that game. <laughs> I'm going to give But I will Thor, take the course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give Thor a compliment here in closing because oh. for the most part, my maturity has not gotten past a 14-year-old uh, teenage boy. Yes. Thor, your jersey today, it's a very nice jersey. Thank, nice. Oh, thank you so much. And a man who is getting, is being inducted into the Ring of Honor on Sunday. And I will be there. I'm going to the Cardinals game. Ooh, I got I got buddies flying in. We're doing the tailgate and we're doing the whole deal. So if you see me, if you're down there on Sunday and you see me around the stadium, uh, come say hi. Absolutely. How incoherent are Thor's tweets going to be during the oh, Vikings I'm so game? Excited. Oh, I, I, I got to give someone else my phone. Yeah, that's, I, on, that's yeah, probably safe. That's yeah. probably safe. We're going to we're gonna get after it on Sunday morning. If oh, you, you guys are fun. down there, yeah, you have fun. If you're down there, be sure to say hi to Thor. A reminder, score North Purple Daily. Everybody will be out at Surly November 6th. Uh, come check us out there. I know us three will be out there as well. Very excited for that, so be sure to do that. Commies. What? what? Commies what? game. Commies game, yes, the I can't do it. Washington team. I like the Washington team better. <laughs> and the Packers uh, can't do it beating the co- beating the Comets. The Vikings yeah. will beat them. We'll the show the Packers how to do it. It's another win. So again, that's November 6th out at Surly. Stay tuned to all Purple Daily content for more information on that. Um, and also a reminder, if you'd like to advertise in this podcast or any of the Purple Daily podcasts, um, talk or have us talk about your business, drive loyal audience to your business, visit scorenorth.com and enter keyword partner, complete the form, and we'll have an account executive reach out to you and get you some great results. All the current advertisers on this are not only awesome, but they are striving and achieving. And I mean, come on, you want to be a part of this. Look at this. This is winning right here. This is gold, golden content. Um, Speaking of golden content, you guys are awesome. Thank you, as always, for checking us out, uh, Purple Dailies, before we die on Score North. Episodes released every Monday and Thursday. So we will be back on Halloween where I get to unveil my costume. And I'm very, very excited. Uh, it's I have to, I'm making this costume, mind you. It is a creation of my own brain and of my, um, my uh, hand working skills. Metal and brawn. 
Yes, exactly. I have a little bit of everything, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, stay tuned. Come back. See us on Monday. Uh, until then, let's go Vikes. Minnesota forever. Let's go Vikes. Hannah Penn. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms today.